Well, amen. All right, Children's Church, you're uh, dismissed. Y'all can make your way on out. And as they're making their way out, you can be turning your Bibles to John chapter 15, verse 13 is where we'll take our text from this morning, John chapter 15 and verse 13. And uh, the title of the message this morning is A Memorial of Love. Uh, and we'll get started in just a moment, giving, giving these guys just a couple more minutes to get out the door. All right. Let's, uh, let's once again pause and pray, ask God's very presence uh, to continue with us this morning as we look into his word and see what he would speak to us this morning by his word and through his spirit. So Father, we thank you once again for the opportunity to come together collectively as a body and to worship you, Lord, to sing praises to your great and holy name. Lord, as your word declares concerning yourself, there is none like you. There is none greater than you. Lord, you are the one who has created all that is, and every good and perfect gift that we have comes from above. And so, Lord, we do not want to take for granted this morning the grace that you have bestowed upon your people and even upon those who do not believe. You say that you send the rain on the just and the unjust. And we're grateful for that type of God. And we pray this morning, as Riley has said, Lord, that uh, we would see you, that our hearts would be soft before you, that we would accept your word this morning, and that we would not reject it. And we pray, God, that you would be glorified most of all, that we would be as dust, and God, that you would be lifted high. And we pray this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. All right, um, let me just start out by saying what an honor it is, all, as always, to be able to come and to preach the Word of God, and in particular this morning, a Memorial Day Sunday coming up uh, tomorrow, Memorial Day, and I think that it's appropriate to state that we as a nation set aside once a year a day to remember those who have laid down their lives in the service of this great nation that we call the United States. Let me just pause and say that this is very uncharacteristic of me to preach a topical message. You guys know that normally what I will do is I will take a segment of scripture and we'll get back next week to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. We'll be talking a little bit about not taking our Christian liberty for granted. But I wanted to pause today just to really talk about Memorial Day and then I think one of the things that I need to do is to kind of build that into the scriptures, and that will be my attempt this morning. But it's that day that we set aside to remember or we want to memorialize those who have laid down their lives in the service of this nation, as I said a while ago. I further think that it's appropriate to say that Memorial Day is just not a day off, right? It's not about a mattress sale. It is not about how many hamburgers or steaks we cook on the grill. It is about a time to remember a high price that was paid for freedom. And so I believe with that in mind that it is a concept or an idea that about Memorial Day. I believe it's a biblical one. 
The scriptures are really replete with examples of a call for us to remember. The Bible tells us to constantly remember, to look back. And again, as I say, it's my task this morning to weave a message of Memorial Day with the everlasting Word of God. I had read about the commander some time ago, the commander-in-chief of the VFW, the Veterans of Foreign Wars, and he said this. He said, sacrifice is meaningless without remembrance. Did you grab that? Sacrifice is meaningless without remembrance. In other words, if we don't reflect back and remember that there is sacrifice paid, it is absolutely meaningless. And my fear sometimes is that we have forgotten those things, and you know me well enough to know this morning that I'm not going to get off on a patriotic tant or a rage. I simply want to bring the scriptures to life in regard to this remembrance as well. I'm sure that there are veterans here this morning and family members that you remember those who have paid the ultimate price in serving this country. Like many of you, I have more than one Memorial Day. It's not just one day for me. It's many days. Our nation must not forget the great sacrifice that has been paid for us. But let me add that we as God's people must not forget the greatest sacrifice that was paid for us, and that being Jesus Christ. You see, I think that these two things can be woven together to give us a great, a great picture of what this scripture says this morning. But I believe that if we forget the sacrifice of Christ this morning, that all the combined sacrifice of all of mankind is absolutely useless. Because really it comes down to this, and, and just let me say it this morning, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, then what's the point? You see, the fact is, one day we're going to stand before the Lord and, you know, let me just get off my notes for a minute, but I went out to feed this morning and was just walking by and just noticed the beauty of the leaves and it was kind of hot and I was thinking, man, it's already getting hot, but I just looked at the beauty of the leaves on the tree, walked by and grabbed one and I thought, you know, it's a great thing to know, and, and this is just what crossed my mind, it's a great thing to know that if my life were to end right now, all is well. That's a good thing, isn't it? And it comes back to this because somebody paid the sacrifice. Somebody made the way for you and me this morning. I would further suggest this morning that all the sacrifices as a nation are meaningless if our hope is in the frailty of human government. Amen. Grab that? And we are certainly, as God's people, looking at a, a, a time that I certainly have never seen in my life of six decades, over six decades. The Bible says in 20, Psalm 20 and 7, it says that some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. And can I just say this morning that if you're trusting in anything other than God Almighty, Jesus Christ, then you have a hopeless and a fruitless 
hope, vanity, useless. So this morning what I want to do is I want to take a scripture and really kind of go from two different angles. And we're going to see it from a patriotic angle, but then I want to go to the heart of the matter, which is really a spiritual, biblical meaning of a memorial of love. And we find that in John chapter 15 and verse 13. And let's just read that together and uh, then we'll kind of make some comments on that uh, and then we'll conclude and, and have some business that we need to take care of. But the Bible says in John 15, verse 13, Jesus speaking, he says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. That's an often quoted verse. I mean, we, we hear it very often. But would you take note of verse 14 as well? And he says, ye are my friends. Note, if you do what I command you to do. Isn't that a unique thing that, that Jesus Christ, the creator of all, has said, I will call you friends. And we know, uh, looking back, that he laid his life down for his friends. And the first, I want to cover three different things twice Again, we're going to look at it from a patriotic point, and then we want to go back and just say this is also really a spiritual, biblical point about love. And the first point is this. It's a memorial of love. I want you to think about a memorial of love. It is something that we remember, and this memorial of love, first of all, we'll see that it is this. It is a great love. As I stated uh, earlier, I believe that the love that is driving is a force uh, to drove those to give all that they had. It is a love of country. It is a love of freedom. It is a love of family. I was recently asked by somebody in an interview that said, why at the age that you were at, why did you volunteer to go back and serve your country? What inspired you to do that? Because I said, normal granddads don't do stuff like that. And I said, because somebody attacked my country and I love my country. You, so we think about a memorial of love and saying it's a, it's a great love. But the Bible goes so much further in talking about that love that drives us. The Bible here defines a love that will cause a man to lay down. And when I say a man, a man or a woman will cause them to lay down their life for a friend. You know, we throw love around pretty flippantly, don't we? I mean, we, we just use that word uh, very, very easily. As a matter of fact, the Bible teaches us that there are three types of love uh, there. It's a, a romantic love. It, it is that uh, type of love that, you know, when I look at my wife, I mean, I, I am romantically in love with my wife. I love her. You know, there's, there's that physical attraction. But then the Bible says there, there's another type of love. It says that there's a brotherly love. And listen, there is a brotherly love that, that goes beyond, even sometimes Jonathan and David understood that, that that love went even beyond a love that a man had for a woman. And that was in no way implying that it was some type of sexual thing. It was just saying that there was a love that those two men shared together. And I will tell you, being, being a, a combat veteran, that you definitely have a love for those men you serve with. A deep abiding love that you have for them. But then there's that sacrificial love that the Bible talks about here. It's the, it's the word that the Lord was using when he says, No greater love does a man have than this, that he will lay down his life for his friend. That's a, that's a unique love. It's a, it's a very different type of love. When I look at our nation sometimes, 
I see that there are those who love all the benefits of our nation, but they won't serve. There are those who are in love with the ideas of freedom, but are unwilling to sacrifice. But there are those who are willing to give without the thought of return. They that have that type of love, the Bible teaches that's the agape love. That's a sacrificial love. Now, in no way am I saying that because somebody didn't serve that they don't love. I'm just saying that you and you and I know both that there are a lot of people who, who really talk a lot about how terrible a nation it is, but enjoy all the fruit and benefit of that nation. Amen. Right now. We're going to get around to drawing this into the, to the church as well, so I hope I'll hear some amens after that. But it's an agape love. It's a deep love. It's, it's a sacrificial love. It, it's a great love. The second thing that we find out of that, that it is a proof of love. The proof of love is simply this. It is a love that says that we are to follow. It is a command that we are to follow. The Bible teaches that real love is shown in actions, not in simply words. And then in our text here, it says that no greater love does a man have that he would lay his life down for his friends. You say, well, Jim, what's the whole point of that? Listen, when we talk about biblical love, agape love, that love that is a sacrificial love. Listen, folks, it's more than simply saying words. It is dedicated and it is dictated by the actions that we have. It's not about what we say. It is about what we do. It is also a personal love. You will further note that this act of laying down one's life for his friends is, it is something that is personal in nature, not some vague and off, no meaning. It, it's deep, and anybody here who's ever lost a friend in battle knows. It, it, it's a different type of love that you have, and it's very personal, very deep. I, I was telling Ann yesterday, I, I just spent time driving around and reflecting. I said, I just need to, to think. And I said, I think the older I get, uh, the more it means to me, the more I reflect on it. You know, just the, the years that pass by, I, you know, it means more to me when I think of that. I was hesitant to even preach about this because I get emotional sometimes over it. And I hate it when I do that. But it's very personal. And I wouldn't want it to be anything less as a memorial of love. But not only that, it's a memorial of friendship. This great love will cause a man to lay down his life for friendship. And I must say that some may end up joining the service for one reason or another, but when it comes right down to it, when you're out there, it's not really about nation. It's not about ideology. It's not about the army. It's about the guy that's next to you. You see, it's a friendship. Those that are on the battlefield, but those that are at home, that soldier that, is, that he's willing to die for. Those that he may never have met are those that he was 
never intimate with. Over the years, I've had several of my friends that have laid down their lives more than I want to count. It was not the heroic version that Hollywood often depicts. I'll just tell you right now, and all of us that have been here and have done that know that that's not the way it is. I remember a young man asking me one time, he says, uh, is it like Xbox? And I looked at him with you know, sarcasm and I said, just like it. Just like it. Except that you can't get back up again. You can't reanimate. That it's over with. It's final. There's a couple of friends I want to mention, and I'll talk to them here about them in just a moment, and just about the sacrifice that I remember them making. And that brings us to the next point, a memorial of sacrifice. Two of my friends gave their life and service for their country, and I'll, again, I'll talk about them in a moment, but let me tell you about two other guys, and you will probably recognize them from a Hollywood movie, and I'm just talking about this type of sacrificial uh, service that they have. And some of you may recognize the names Shugart and Gordon. If you ever saw the movie Black Hawk Down, these were two guys that were uh, with one of our SMUs, one of our special units. Uh, they know them as Delta, CAG, whatever. Uh, but you will remember if you saw that movie that a helicopter was shot down and these two men fast roped in to save a couple of the men that were on the ground. They understood going in that the odds were overwhelming. They understood that the, the likelihood of them coming out of that battle was very, very minimal. And the fact of the matter is, on that day, they paid with their lives. But they came in knowing that that possibility was there. But they refused to leave a fallen brother to fall into the hands of the enemy without doing something about it. And so they, they did that, and their names really live on in our community for a long time. Uh, I don't think that as long as this, uh, well, I can't say that. We've forgotten so much history. But it's certainly true in the lives of our community of recognizing these men and knowing what they did. They came down, gave their lives willingly, sacrificing, laying their life down for a friend. You see, just when we talk about no greater love does any man have than this, that he lays his life down for a friend. Sometimes I get uh, so frustrated in how that we take those things so lightly. I used to say, you know, I've, I've mellowed out a little bit over the time, and Ann would say, yes, he has. But I used to say when people would complain about stuff, I said everybody needs to get shot at at least once in their life because it certainly changes your perspective on what's important and what isn't. As a matter of fact, I even think I said it this morning. Somebody says, how's your day going? And I said, nobody's shooting at me. Nobody's trying to blow me up. It's a good day. And unless you've ever been shot up or blown up, then you, you really know it's a good day if that's not happening, right? But let me transition here, and this is kind of where I want to spend a little time and, and meet about the very scripture that we're talking about. 
I want to take a, a biblical view of things and just kind of going back through and talking about a memorial love once again and, and a, memorial, a memorial of friendship and then a memorial of sacrifice, but strictly from the biblical uh, point of view. First of all, let me just say this, you know, because this really Memorial Day, again, it's not about a mattress sale, it's not about a barbecue, it is about a time that we set aside, and, and I would ask this too, just as a favor, right, uh, from your pastor. There's a difference between Veterans Day and Memorial Day right? Memorial Day is a day that we remember the, those who have paid the ultimate price of freedom. They have given their lives for this country. Veterans Day is a day that we recognize our veterans, and sometimes we get those two things confused. And, and so, you know, one of the other things I would urge you to say, sometimes it's not really a great thing to say, hey, have a, you know, happy Memorial Day. For a lot of people, it's not a very happy day, right? It's a day that they're, they're really reflecting. There been several things, you know, I, I think Doc was saying that you know, some of the PTSD that, that our young people are dealing with coming back from the war is just amazing. And this, you know, days like this kind of trigger all that, kind of set it off again. So just kind of keep that in mind. But we're, we're at war. We're still at war. By the way, if you didn't know that, we are still at war. This nation is still at war. As a matter of fact, if you, if you really dig a little bit and get beyond the silliness and stupidness of the cable news networks, of their, you know, spinning everything that comes along and, and go to some real news sources, you know, uh, then you can read that we take casualties on a regular basis in Afghanistan. And by the way, if you didn't know it, there's the, the saber rattling is getting really loud right now in the potential of a war with Iran. And folks, if it kicks off, it's World War III. It would be terrible, it would be ugly, it would be nothing like what we've seen. And while I'm on this soapbox, and, and by the way, I don't care if this thing gets taped or not because I don't care if anybody hears it. But it's not a war on terror. It is a war on ideology. And you say, how in the world are you going to bend that into the scriptures? Well, I will. Here's the first thing I want you to understand. We are at war, not in a physical sense. Now, let's just... Let's just Turn away, we're thinking. We, as a God's people, are at war. And I'm not talking about against a nation. I'm talking about a war that is taking place in heavenly places and is being played out in the everyday lives of humankind. Right? And my fear is this, is that we walk through this world not recognizing that we are in a battle. It is a spiritual battle. It is a terrible battle. And it has a, a end consequence that is much more important than a physical battle. A memorial of great love. Again, the Bible says it is a great love. It is that agape love. And so we as God's people, when we start thinking about this memorial of love and that we are at war, let me just ask you something this morning. When you talk about and I talk about and we will say this to one another on a regular basis, I love you, do we really understand the depth of what we are saying? Because when Christ says this, he says, no greater love does any have than this that he would lay down his life for a friend are you willing this morning to lay your life down for the cause of Christ it's really what he's asking it's not even really what he's asking it's what he's demanding because he follows on in that verse he says you're my friends if you do whatever I command you to do 
It, it is a, a proof of our love. It is, it is not an option. It is not something that we as God's people have a choice over what we're going to do. He says, love one another. And I know that there are some of us here who would definitely say this and go along with me in this and, and saying that in churches sometimes what we do is we pat each other on the back and we tell them they're our friends and we tell them that we love them and then we have nothing to do with them. Right? You know what the Bible says about that? It says it's hypocrisy. It's putting on a face. And, and so when we talk about a memorial that you and I are to remember, we look back at our kind master Jesus Christ and saying, here is one who gave his life for those who even despised him. And he says, no greater love is this, that you lay your life down for a friend. I think of that for us in this war that we're in. It's a personal love. Right? It's something that you and I, we just talked about, you know, the, the people that I knew and, and, and some of you have known, and maybe a son, a daughter, a father, a husband who, who gave their life. It's personal. And let me ask you this morning, how personal are you with your brothers and sisters around you? How, how, listen, we're moving, we are moving in, in a rapid pace right now toward a very uh, apostate-type church who, who has a form of godliness but no power therein. There's a sifting that's coming. There's going to be a shaking that is coming. My goodness, folks, think about where we stand this morning. That, and, and by the way, potentially in this country there may be a day that we're called to lay down our lives physically for the cause of Christ. We talk about Iran, my goodness, in this country there are people saying that we are on the verge of a civil war in this country. And if you don't believe that, my friends, you are naive. It's personal in nature. It's a memorial of friendship. You say, well, you've already talked about friends, Jim. Yeah, well, let me just talk about a little bit about for how important that is. I want to list two different names here. A guy by the name of KB. His real name was Kevin Bruley. We call him Killer B, just for fun. Killer B. And then a guy by the name of Andy, whose real name was Barkat. Two friends of mine, both killed in, in Iraq. Won't go into the details of how they were killed. I would just say this, that both of them were serving their country. But they had a proof of love, they had a real love, had a love in some sense we had for each other, but in, let me just talk about KB. KB was a brother in Christ. Uh, just one of those great times, as soon as we got in country, we were able to sit down and study the Bible together and had, you know, sometimes daily Bible readings and at least once a week where we'd sit and read the Bible together. An amazing time that I had with him and when I got the word that he was killed of course it comes with grief but let me say this one day Kevin and I will not reflect back to a war in Iraq but we'll be standing before our king 
worshiping him. You see, that memorial of love and that memorial of friendship has bound us together for eternity in Christ. But the sad part of that, too, is for Barkat. Barkat was not a follower of Christ. He paid the ultimate sacrifice. He laid his life down for his country. He laid his life down helping other Americans. This guy was not an American. He was an Iraqi, but he gave his life protecting Americans. But here's the big difference, church. When Kevin breathed his last and it came just like that, he was in the presence of God Almighty. And when Barkat breathed his last, he was separated from a holy God for all eternity. You see, this friendship of ours has to be that we lay our lives down for our friends. It's a memorial that we have. And, and then finally, this memorial of friendship, let's talk about Jesus Christ. Listen, if we really believe that he is a friend and we call ourselves friends of this Christ, this anointed one, this most high, uh, the Messiah, uh, the one who was and is and is to come, then you and I should be laying our lives down as well. Out of friendship. Right? It's not a complicated thing. It is requiring us to lay our lives down uh, for things that really matter. And that's the last part I would bring into this, a, a memorial of sacrifice, Jesus Christ. Listen, I've just been reading through, uh, reading in the process of reading uh, John Bunyan's book, Pilgrim's Process. And when Pilgrim finally gets to the point, he's struggling and he's got that pack on his back. And that's, you know, the picture of sin and the weight of sin that he understood once he read the word of God, that he was a sinner separated from God. And he finally works his way up to the cross and once he gets to the cross and sees Christ on the cross and he says oh he paid the sacrifice for me immediately that pack falls off of his back and you see that's the thing Jesus is saying he says no greater love no greater love and Christ laid his life down for us and can I just say this morning, friends, that if you're here this morning, this Memorial Day could be the greatest Memorial Day of your life if you haven't come to a place of trusting in Christ for your salvation, for eternity, to believe that he has paid it all, that he is indeed the friend of mankind when he laid his life down for us. Let me take it to a personal level for laying our lives down. If you would, just now close out with this. Romans chapter 12. In verses 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You see, this memorial of sacrifice, we need to remember Jesus Christ. And if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, then he makes the clear call that you and I are to lay our lives down daily. Every day. And he said, well, pastor, I'm not sure how to do that. 
Well, the first thing to do is you need to study the Bible. Second thing you need to do is you need to pray. And then the third thing that you need to do is to do what you know, what the Bible teaches you. Because it comes back to this, words are cheap, action is proof. Time to get kitted up and step out and be willing to lay your life down. I'm telling you, we're, we're, we're moving. Somebody said this morning, man, we're, we're one day, you know, said we're, we're close to the rapture. And I said, yeah, we're definitely one day closer, right? But I believe we're really close. Really close. And won't it be grand on that day that we will be able to have a memorial forever? Really, every Sunday, in one sense, is a memorial day for us. God forgive us. If we come into a church service without remembering the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, and I, I recognize, folks, and, and bear with me, forgive me if this sermon has been disjointed. It's a hard thing for me to get up, and I'm, I'm so thankful that God answered my prayers and I didn't turn into a, you know, a weeping mess up here. I, I think I maybe got that out of my system earlier this week. But I remember with fondness for men that I've served with. Can I say, too, that I hope that when my day comes, that you won't worry about what, because here's the deal. It won't matter what Jim did for this country. It will matter what Jim did for the kingdom. And that's true of each and every one of you. It will not matter what you have done at your job. It will not matter what you may have done for this country. It will matter what you have done in the service of the great King, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, I would pray that you would take this jumble that I have tried to to say this morning, but God, that you would take the truth that no greater love has this in any man that he would lay his life down for his friends. God, that you would speak truth into the heart of your people. First of all, God, that silly things could be put aside and that loving things would be the priority. That we as a people would be willing to lay our lives down in the service for you, our great king. That we would serve and lay our lives down for our brothers and sisters who are in a battle with us. God, help us to remember how great a sacrifice you paid for us. And God, help us to look forward to the day that we will see you face to face. Help us, O oh God, when we sing songs like, I love you, Lord, that it's not with just lips, but it's with our hearts. And we'll give you the praise and the glory for it now, in Christ's name. I'll say, as Riley, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, you can, let's, yeah, we'll go ahead and sing a song. After that song, uh, Brother Gene, if you would come up and we'll uh, take care of business.